0: Hello, I'm Ken.
1: And I'm Nicole. This is Under the Umbrella, an Umbrella Academy podcast.
0: We found this show by mistake and can't stop talking about it. We're going to take you through episode by episode, give you our impressions, theories, and a taste of what it's like to be in our brains. This is our first foray into podcasting, so bear with us while we figure this whole thing out. Join us on our adventure with Season 1, Episode 1. All right. First things first. Give us a synopsis.
1: All right. Years after they rose to fame as young crime-fighting superheroes the estranged Hargreaves siblings come together to mark their father's death So Ken what did you think of this first episode we watched together
0: Well when we first initially watched it um, I turned it on on a whim and we literally just devoured the whole thing
1: It's true we couldn't stop watching
0: I don't I don't know what happened at the time so many questions were raised so many things were said and done that I I just couldn't I couldn't wrap my whole head around it.
1: Well, so, of course, we had to watch it again.
0: Yes. And again. And again. So, you're getting our third watching of The Umbrella Academy Season 1, Episode 1. But we are going to take you through it, what we thought. And, um, yeah. So, honey, uh, what did you see or hear in the first couple scenes that uh, you would think uh, was notable?
1: So, our opening scene is in a pool. And then we get some subtext that says that it's in Russia, October 1st, 1989, uh, which apparently is important. We don't know yet, obviously. Um, (laughs) There's these two, there's a water aerobics going on. There's these two teenagers that are um, kind of flirting across the pool area that Mm -hmm. looks like they're kind of shy. And it also looks like it might be a little forbidden as well. Um, And then the girl who is noticeably not pregnant at this point runs and jumps into the pool. And she she gives
0: a kiss to that guy.
1: That's right. She gave him a kiss first, and then she ran to the pool because I assume she was embarrassed or whatever teenagers do these days. We're <laughs> back in 89, anyway. Well, not,
0: I wasn't a teenager back in 89, but you know.
1: <laughs> and so she's in the pool, and the water aerobics ladies are doing their thing, and all of a sudden one of them notices blood in the water. Which, as a side note, my number one fear as a child when I would go to the pool was a shark in the pool that was going to eat me. Because the aquatic center S- I went to had these inflatable shark and crocodile things hanging above it, and I was terrified it was going to murder me. So you
0: saw the woman screaming, and you heard, da-da, <laughs> Exactly. Dun. Yes, that's all I could think. Duh, well, yeah. And then right after that, um, she begins to give birth, and uh, right after she gives birth, you come out, and you see uh, Red Square, and you cannot miss the UFO flying through there. See, I
1: completely missed that. I was clearly not paying attention to that part. But I did notice after she gives birth, while she's obviously still in shock and confused because she was not pregnant 10 minutes ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're holding the baby over her and there's tons of light just on the baby. Everything else is super muted and pale, like all the colors except her yellow swimsuit and then the baby after she gives birth to the baby.
0: Oh, see, so I didn't even notice that either. Yeah. See,
1: so I thought that was oh, very interesting. <laughs> and I didn't notice that until my third rewatch.
0: Yeah, so... We- <laughs> We were just compelled, like, there's so much to this whole series. Like, I don't, I don't, underst- I just don't know how you can look and watch it once and, and pick up everything that they're possibly can right. see.
1: It's, it's insane. Yeah. So, Sir Reginald, who I assume is whoever was on the UFO since he shows up, he has an overview to, or, um. voiceover Voiceover. talking about how there were 49 babies all born on the same day their mothers were not pregnant that morning and then they gave birth that afternoon and he decided to go find as many as he could and he ended up with seven of them also who on earth is original except for this eccentric billionaire as he is described and also what is with the monocle the man wears a monocle i know what is
0: with the monocle i don't understand he has it i mean at least so far in this episode the whole time yeah like, it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of an old thing.
1: It's bizarre. Yeah. Apparently, it's what eccentric millionaires have. They just have monocles, apparently. So,
0: when I become a billionaire, do, do I have to wear a monocle? Is apparently, that yes. That is apparently the rule. It is okay. the law. Okay. Gotcha.
1: So, then he gets seven babies out of the 49 that were born. Or 49? 40,
0: 43? 49.
1: 40-something. 49 40 right. And <laughs> one of the next scenes after they talk about how many babies he gets is a baby train. There are all these babies with these Dannys in these prams, and it is the cutest thing ever.
0: Right. Well, and you should also notice, like, uh, number one's uh, pram is way bigger than anybody the other way's prams. Also, they're all different styles, and I, I tried to look it up, but I didn't really find very much. But I think each one of the styles is, dif- is indicative of, of the parts of the world they're from.
1: See, that's interesting. I did not notice that at all. I, I did notice that the prams were numbered. But that was it, one through seven. Right. And the other thing I noticed that I thought was super strange was when Sir Reginald was standing looking at the babies before him, because apparently he owns all, um, he had a bunch of award ribbons, like you would see in the military, on his coat. And that was super weird. It was like just yes. an overcoat with all these like military ribbons, and I'm super curious about that now, because oh, where did those come where from? Where would he get this? Yes. You will discover that this episode of the podcast is mostly questions. Which we have found the answers to some of them because we have watched the rest of the seasons, but we are trying really hard to only do our first impressions of this episode right Right. now.
0: So then after that, that's when um, Vanya starts to play her Mm -hmm. her violin,
1: which fantastic violinist,
0: right? Family opera. Yeah, it was
1: family opera. It was fantastic. I played the violin as a child, and it's super hard, and I quit very quickly because it's hard. But she was fantastic, and I love it. Plus, Did she actually play the violin herself? I'm not sure. I need to look into that. Because I'm really curious. I love Ellen Page. And by the way, if we ever get famous and Ellen Page wants to come on the show, we would be ecstatic.
0: Right, right. I would love to uh, love to interview someone like that. Um, so anyway, she starts playing fan of the opera. And, and it's just
1: her in the dark with a light on her only. Like right. There's nothing else really cool going on. It was I really think. neat. Yeah. She's um, all alone.
0: Yeah. And um, so in, in order, we see Vanya... And then Luther, who's on the moon.
1: Yeah, which they don't really show that he's on the moon at first. He's just like this big, bulky dude in what looks like a Winnebago, and then he steps outside, and the Winnebago is on the moon, which is super weird. Right, and
0: he barely fits in that Winnebago. No, he's, he's huge. Like, he's like me when I would try to walk down like a hallway. Yeah.
1: By the way, Ken is six foot four, so big dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we so we see Luther. He's on the moon. He seems to take care of some plants. Uh, it looks like he's taking garbage out. And putting it into yeah. a garbage can.
1: Which was odd. Also. But
0: it's like stuff full and like all over the sides and everything like that. So it's really difficult. He
1: basically turned the moon into a really, really awful, trashy trailer park with his awful ancient Winnebago. Right. And then he's got
0: he's got his one chair that's looking over the earth. Like like he's sitting up there sad and alone and by himself.
1: He's like a weird puppy.
0: A weird, a weird, giant, really puppy. big puppy. Yeah. Which
1: we own one of those, by the way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, next, you see Diego, and mm-hmm. he throws down.
1: Oh, and at this point, the music changes to this super kick ass like, version of Phantom of the Opera. And it's really awesome with the still the violin, Vanya's still playing, and it's fantastic. Right,
0: right. Yeah. Well, he kicks ass in this house, and you kind of get a little bit of what his power uh, may be. Um, and that's throwing knives. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is literally covered in knives. Yeah, he like, can like
1: direct things that where he wants them to go. It's very interesting, right? And it, like in, make them was, change direction. It's, it's super,
0: super interesting. Yeah. I'm and not he, really. Sh- he's
1: clearly some kind of vigilante. Like he's stopping a home invasion, and this family's tied up, and he's just wailing on these robbers that are coming in to steal or kill this family or right. whatever they're doing. He's dealing with it, <laughs> right? But also, his mask I noticed makes him look like the guy from the movie Kick Ass, which was really funny, and also. While we were watching this, all I could think was the song was a kick-ass song. This guy was coming in a kicking ass. And look, he looks like the guy from Kick-Ass. I could not get that word out of my head. I didn't even notice that.
0: I noticed that his uh, mask was reminiscent of the other masks that they wear. But I didn't really see. True. But he didn't have the whited-out eyes. Yeah. Which which we find later in the episode. But um, anyway, right now. Uh, Then next we see Allison
1: no next comes yes next is allison
0: allison yeah Yeah. she's walking down the runway um cameras are loving her yeah
1: ridiculously amazing dress and she is super tall and she is now my muse like i love this one
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh just just yeah gorgeous everybody's taking pictures and just loving her i'm talking about her her role apparently she's a movie star
1: couldn't tell if it was movies or modeling or like i couldn't quite tell from that scene what the red carpet was for but we find out later that she does all the above she's an actress she's a model She does true, it.
0: true true yeah um and then next and then the music starts to fade and go into the i believe it's the second um the second part of the song where it's all nice and calm and you see klaus
1: oh klaus klaus i love klaus
0: everybody loves klaus he's my favorite Literally, everybody loves Klaus. It's true. You cannot you cannot
1: help loving Klaus.
0: Throw a stone and not love and not find <laughs> someone that loves Klaus. Like I don't know what what his machismo is or like what his
1: whole well, Robert Sheehan is clearly an amazing actor. Well, clearly Klaus is fantastic. And he I, does I get such that. a good job.
0: I get that, but like he just like he exudes like this character. He lives in the character, <laughs> and like you know from the characters that you've met already. He is literally the one that I think
1: You you immediately get a sense of who he is right off the bat. Because I mean, he's also coming out of rehab with his thirty-day chip, and they tell him to stay sober this time. So clearly he's been there before. This is not a one-time thing for poor class. And then he leaves rehab and immediately goes and meets his dealer and assumedly gets high or ODs because the next scene he's in, an ambulance. And the EMTs are reviving him. And clearly he knows the EMTs because they high-five and they chat for a little while after this. So That's he's right. obviously done this before. Um, it seems to be some kind of rush for him to be revived by the EMTs, which makes you wonder if he's able to die.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, as as far as, you know, he, we don't really get a sense of his powers at this point in time. Like, the little, the only thing that we know is that he, he is in rehab and came out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only thing that we know. Well,
1: so far, we haven't really seen anybody's powers except for Diego's. Correct. And we know that Luther's on the moon for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. Right, right. Everybody, and then, yeah, everybody else, we haven't seen anything about that. Yeah.
1: And then it flashes back to Vanya still playing the violin. Mm -hmm. And I did notice, and this stuck out to me because in the first scene, the baby is so bright and so lit up, Vanya is super pale. Like she's wearing like really, really dark clothes, but she is very, very pale while she's playing. Right. That that really connected with me on this last rewatch.
0: And even even in all the scenes that we're going to talk about today, that Vanya, Vanya is in. Vanya, Jesus. Vanya is in. Um, she's super washed out. Like her clothes are are like
1: Oh, I have no about that later.
0: Yeah, grayscale clothes. I have lots of notes, by the way. <laughs> she has way more notes than I do. Um, but like washed out clothes, like even the scenes seem like they instead of like having the warm colors of you know everybody else, she they like film her scenes in like a blue, uh, colder tone, which mm-hmm. is really interesting.
1: And and Allison is wearing this like in on the red carpet, this amazing red velvet dress that makes her look even more tall and more vibrant. So it's this huge difference between what Vanya is wearing and what Allison's wearing, which also gives a really good picture of their personalities as well, right? Right, but then,
0: um, oh, oh, sorry, uh. D- so, after the song fades, then who who finds out first? Or who who's the first guy that we go to that finds out about um, Hargreaves?
1: I think it's Allison, if I remember correctly. I might have to rewatch again because, you know, Hargreaves. Is it Allison? Because I, I think always... it's Allison because the, she's standing on the red carpet and all the reporters start yelling at her. Because before they're asking her, like, you know, have you seen your brothers recently? What's going on? Because obviously they know about her past and this family, which we don't have a clue about yet in this episode but um they then they start asking her if she heard about her father and where was she when she heard the news and then you see i think it's diego is next you see him watching the television in the home that he just prevented this robbery at and he's seeing the news that reginald hargreaves has passed away and then I think it goes to Luther, where he's receiving a fax well, so I, or something in on his nineteen fifties Winnebago. It's like a
0: he's like a wristband that opens up, and he reads like an email or something like that on his wristband. Yeah. So, and that's that's the scene that sticks out to me. Like I didn't know who was, but I always remember Luther sitting in his chair on the on the St- moon, staring at Earth, staring at Earth. But apparently, he does every day, like the sad lost he, puppy that he is. He gets like a little tingling in his ear, and he looks at his 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 wrist, and he. He knows his father's dead. And
1: his his spacesuit seems like super old and like very not technologically advanced as well. Which that, right. that like, like the 1950s Winnebago and his like weird tech. It's just very, very strange. Yeah. And then they cut to Vanya, who is walking on the street with her violin, assumedly after her solo or audition or whatever she was playing. And she sees a TV at an electronic store. Um, and it mentions that her father had passed away. Yeah. And doesn't give any other information at that point. And then the next scene is um, Vanya exiting a cab, which is a very modern taxi. I noticed, which I was, I was, I was kind of looking to see if the other technology and like around the the city and the scenes and things like that matched up with what we were seeing on the moon with Luther. And it doesn't. Her her cab is a very modern cab. That was really right. Interesting. So, like, how long
0: has Luther it, been on the moon? Right. So, like, but what is he doing up there? Like, no like, one knows I he went understand. there because
1: he's a sad lost puppy and that's where he's at
0: <laughs> anyway so
1: vanya gets out of the car and she goes into the umbrella academy house where they all live this is a huge mansion it's absolutely gorgeous and they all walk in or rather she walks in excuse me mm-hmm. and she runs into is it pogo pogo first i think
0: is it Pogo or is it? Does he run into? Does she run into um, Allison?
1: She runs into Allison first. She walks into the house and she's clearly like having feelings and memories and everything. Also, why does no one ever close those double doors when they walk into this house? This door has these. Ma- this house has these massive double doors, and everyone who walks in opens both doors, which seems really weird to me. And they just walk away and leave the doors open.
0: Well, Pogo, he's li- basically save labor. Mm-hmm, I mean, he's 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 we- a monkey.
1: We'll get to Pogo. <laughs> we have thoughts on that.
0: He's an ape.
1: So he, (laughs) excuse me. So she, she sees mom first. I actually, I do have a note about this. So she walks in, she sees mom first sitting. She's very like perfectly, again, 1950s mom. And she's very lit up. There's a lot of light around her. And like, like, she's very brightly
0: colored. She is sitting like still, like Mm -hmm. stone cold still. Stone still,
1: staring at a portrait, if I remember correctly. Is it a portrait of Ben or is it Hargreaves? I think she's staring at the portrait of five.
0: That's what I meant. Fine. We'll have
1: to go back thing. and look. Yeah. Doesn't matter. She's staring but at something. She sta- She's not moving. Vanya walks in says, Hi, Mom. It's clearly been a long time since Vanya's been in this house. And Mom doesn't respond or look or anything. And also, this woman looks super, super young. Like, in her 30s. Right. Clearly way too young to actually be a mother for these women. Right, just right, in.
0: right. Yeah. And then she, uh, she talks to Allison. Mm-hmm. And Allison, you know, super happy to see her. But I kind of get, like... It's kind of like a super awkward, like, oh, yeah, hey. Yeah, they <laughs> kind of clearly thing.
1: haven't seen each other in a long time. Right. They're not very close, obviously. But it's very clear that they haven't spoken for quite a while either and are just right. kind of like only vaguely aware of each other's lives. Yeah. And then.
0: Does she see Diego
1: next? luther comes through next i think
0: i thought it was diego because he said didn't he say something like you're you're not welcome <gasps> that's right yes I diego comes exactly through he says, stomps up he's... the stairs
1: wearing his outfit from <sighs> his vigilante days talk about
0: vigilante brooding like jesus christ the guy <laughs> he's just... all in
1: black leather with all of his knives hanging off of his body yeah, like... and he stomps past allison tells vanya not to worry about what he says that it's right. her home right, too right, right, and right. everything and then luther comes in and this guy is huge his shoulders are massive. Right. And it's he's wearing insane. all
0: like he's wearing as, literally as many clothes as you possibly could be wearing. It's this huge inside.
1: overcoat. He looks like he's wearing 10 layers of clothing underneath this massive overcoat. And you can't quite understand why at this and point. And his head
0: is so tiny.
1: It is so tiny. What is up tiny.
0: with that? I, I tiny. I just, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> um. Anyway, so then we go from that scene. Pogo says, you know, you're always well. Oh,
1: no, before that. Is when Luther's upstairs poking around Sir Reginald's bedroom and Diego comes in.
0: Right. And Diego tells him that he could save him the trouble and just tell him that he died of natural causes. Yeah,
1: because Diego broke into the medical examiner's office and stole the coroner's report, which says that he died of natural causes in his sleep. Um, Luther doesn't think so. Luther thinks there's some kind of foul play at work here, and he also can't find Sir Reginald's monocle. The because monocle. Because apparently he always had the monocle. And Diego just doesn't think there's anything to be worried about, isn't even curious. He's acting super suspicious in this episode, or this right. scene. Uh, yeah,
0: being. it's like he, he's – it seems like he's trying to compensate for, you know, being number two and also just – which you is, know, like,
1: totally his thing throughout the whole series. Right,
0: right. Being number two and not being, quote-unquote, the leader of anything. Um,
1: and then they cut back to Vanya, who's downstairs, and she's looking at a bookshelf, and there is a book that Vanya wrote. She wrote a book, um, the name of which escapes me at the moment. I think it was Being oh. Ex- Extraordinary, I think is what the book was called.
0: Extraordinary. Or Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah,
1: That was her book. Um, and she opens it is clearly a book that she sent to her father and she um, signed it for him and everything um, and then pogo shows up pogo is some kind of humanoid ape that is played by i believe andy circus which is amazing because he is a fantastic fantastic actor if anyone has not seen lord of the rings go watch it and see gollum because go he's watch fantastic it. report back
0: to us you can pause it the show right now go watch all of the lord of the rings and come and back. And then come back.
1: And we'll, because, be, we'll be good to go. Yes.
0: You'll know everything we know about it. Um, so, so she has her book. Oh, and,
1: I lied. Pogo was played by Adam Godley, not by Andy Circus. I had the two mixed up.
0: Oh, now I'm crushed. Never mind. The, the whole thing we said about Lord of the Rings, stop it. Just stop it Ignore right that now. part.
1: Go watch it anyway, but stop, well, watch it good later. good
0: movie, yes. But yeah. anyway, um, so she picks up her book, and Pogo... She asked Pogo if, if uh, Hargreaves, Mr. Reginald, ever read it. And he said, I don't think he ever no, did.
1: I never saw him read it. But did you happen to notice the other books on the shelf around her book? No. Okay. So they were The Highest Decibel, A Theory of Quantum Physics and Temporal Displacement, Lunar Living, Punishment and Reward Discipline Strategies for Children and Animals, which I love. That particular book title and Driving My Mother's Car were the names of the books around Vanya's books. Which, like, the the Punishment and Reward for Children and Animals book. Isn't that like a super old book? I don't know, but it's hilarious that this man who has like zero emotion or apparently cares for his children that's one of his books. And the Lunar Living one clearly has something to do with why Luther's on the moon. The other books we will find out later. What they, why they're important. But at this point, we know nothing. They're just there because this eccentric billionaire also apparently was constantly doing research and studying.
0: Right, right. Um, so anyway, we do that. And then don't we go upstairs to Hargreaves' study?
1: Not yet. Pogo and Vanyas are talking about five. Because remember, all the kids were numbered. One through right. seven. And he talked about... And they all got names, but then there's five. And that's the only name they call him by. And they talked about... Um, him disappearing or how long he's been gone excuse me apparently he at this point has been gone for 16 years 4 months and 14 days
0: Pogo knows um, immediately yeah Pogo has been keeping track
1: for Sir Reginald for as many days as 5 has been gone And there's no indication of what happens to him. We don't know if he's dead or alive or missing or what's going on. Uh, Vanya and Pogo have this really sweet exchange where Vanya is talking about how she always left the lights on for him because she knew he was going to come back. And she would also um, get up in the middle of the night and leave peanut butter and marshmallow sandwiches, which sound horribly disgusting. Um, Actually, they're
0: very delicious. I've had
1: them before. (laughs) That sounds like something a 13-year-old would really enjoy, and apparently you as well. But...
0: (laughs) Apparently Pogo stepped on a lot of them. She
1: leaves them, in Pogo, and but why is Pogo stepping on them? What is she? Is she? She's a teenager. Why is she's leaving these marshmallow and her sandwiches around? She left? was like thirteen. Yeah, they were thirteen oh, years I old when She must have left them
0: in the hallway or something. That's just
1: why. Why? Well,
0: th- I mean, but think go back to the book and think about the book. Raising children and animals, right? <laughs> so it's got to be kind of a terrible position to be in.
1: Oh g- Good point. But still, like. Would, is Pogo, like, I mean, he is an ape. Is he up on the table, like, dancing around? Like, what is happening? Why is Pogo stepping in these sandwiches? Right. Another mystery. <laughs> anyway. <Right. laughs> then it right. flashes back to when the kids are younger, and there's all seven kids are there. Right. And mom is interrupting Sir Reginald, furiously writing away at his desk to say that the children are, are ready to bed, sir, are going ready, are mm-hmm. getting ready to go to bed, sir. Right. Because I can't talk tonight. And... He doesn't even look up, doesn't stop riding, doesn't pause and look up at any of these kids or anything, which makes me wonder, is mom their nanny or his wife or some random female he pulled off the street and forced to care for his children? Right, at this point, like... like there's been no like is she a ghost like he doesn't respond to her at all he doesn't she, respond to any of the kids she, true and Allison stands there and is like super annoyed that he's not paying any attention right. but it's interesting because in that particular scene you can see all the kids and how they all react to Sir Reginald not paying attention to them and it's also very indicative of their feelings for him when they're older like right. Allison is just resigned. Like he he's always working. He never cares. Right. Um, Vanya is clearly like upset a little bit distraught. Luther seems like he's ready to jump off a building. Like he's so upset that his father is ignoring him. And Diego just seems like he's angry about it. Right. And um, that comes into play a lot when they are adults. I believe like, yeah the, those I think particular so. emotions and that. Behavior, right? Right, and then we go into adult Allison walking into Sir Reginald's office, and there's Klaus because Klaus, Klaus.
0: yeah, he's ripping through stuff and ripping (laughs) around, asking, you know, asking the dead Hargreaves, Miss uh, Sir Reginald, where he kept the money in Mm -hmm. his desk. I mean, obviously, he's looking to get high again,
1: yeah, he's looking for anything he can sell. He just wants, and he Luther comes in and gets super angry, right. that Klaus isn't there taking anything, touching anything. And he even says, like, we're not supposed to be in here. Dad doesn't let us in here, which, you know, their father is dead. And he cannot stop them any longer, which is Klaus's point. And Klaus makes the comment that he's just taking an advance on his inheritance Mm -hmm. and stealing all this stuff. Um, Luther does make him drop everything, or at least what we think is everything that he's carrying. Right. Um, And then as Klaus is leaving, you see that he's got this box. And uh, it's this really ornate box. And that will...
0: Well, and then, yeah, and then they, Luther and Allison both look at each other and they say, well, at least Klaus is Klaus.
1: Yeah, and they, they had so, like, this really fun sibling rapport at first where like they clearly hadn't seen each other, but you could tell they were close at one time. And I mean, Luther's been on the moon, so who knows if he can communicate with anybody else. But they were, they were talking back and forth about Klaus being Klaus and nothing changing and, and how fantastic everything is. And then Luther decides to make it weird by telling his sister how great she looks. And it's a very weird way he says it. Like, you right. look really good. So, and
0: you just know something happened. Something happened. And, and, it's, and clearly like, Luther's still stuck You know, with that. the whole puppy dog theme, I mean, seriously, he's literally, like, um, he, he, he he's literally just puppy dog love.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, it's and like And he just makes it, like, immediately awkward, and Allison kind of, like, can't really wait to get leave. out of the room and leave. Right. Because... She she has a daughter. She's had an ex-husband that she mentions a little bit while they're talking too. It was it was a very revealing exchange between the two of them. And then we cut to Klaus again. Um and he is taking something out of the box. And just yeah. taking the box.
0: Yeah, he throws a bunch of stuff away into the into the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And he takes just the box. And just the box. And he pawns it. Or he sells it. I assume or... he
1: sells it or so we don't, we He pawns we don't see it. it. I'm Does pretty it?
0: sure he pawns it. Well, anyway, he get, he uses it good get money. Yeah, he gets the box. I don't know if you see him pawn it or not, but he he uses it to get money.
1: Yeah, and then next scene is the family meeting scene with right. all of the kids in the yeah. Was there a line in there
0: or something like that where where uh, Sir Reginald told Luther not to trust anyone? Yeah, like he didn't know who to trust.
1: Yeah, he said not to trust anyone.
0: Um, when was that? Was that right? To now? be careful
1: who he trusted. Right. And that was right before he sent him to the moon, he said, that his father told him to be careful who he trusted. Yeah, so
0: who is he not able to trust? I
1: don't know. They don't make that clear. And that's why Luther like called this family meeting because he is so positive that Sir Reginald was murdered. And right. he wants to discuss it and get the team back together to right. investigate it.
0: And then when when did we... So after, after, is it after the team meeting that they do the whole sequence when they were kids? Or is that after...
1: I think that's later. Is it later? Yeah, that's oh, later okay. on. Yes, that's later on because, um, no, that is right after that. So first we have um, Klaus wandering around with a drink in his hand, pretty high, and he's talking about how he's wearing her. Allison mentions that he's wearing her skirt because he found it in his room, and it's it's breezy on his bits, and breezy it's just, on like, bits. one of the best lines in the entire show <laughs> because he's so happy to be wearing a skirt. that's was just adorable. <laughs> um, and then... Luther clearly wants to like, be the leader of the of the team of the family and whatnot, and feels like it's his duty because Sir Reginald's dead now. But he's really, really bad at it. And... <laughs> really bad. Like, like. I mean,
0: I don't even know. He doesn't like. He doesn't lead by example. He doesn't do anything. Like, no, he just feels like he
1: should be the leader because he's number one, and that's it. And he ends up pissing off all of his siblings at by the at the same time, and they all storm out. Um, and we do find out a little bit about what Klaus' power is at this point, because they ask if he can just do his thing and talk to dad. So it makes it really clear that oh, yeah. he can communicate with the dead. Right. They don't expound on that yet, but they make it really clear. And then they go into, when they're kids fighting crime for the first right. it seems to be and the so first then time we get to
0: see we get to see their their powers mm-hmm. and they go in or, they go from they start with Allison Well,
1: they we we see them as they are thwarting a bank robbery there's a bunch right. of hostages inside a right. bank and the kids go in and we see Allison first
0: yeah and she and um, she says i heard a rumor that you shot uh, your friend in the foot Yes. and the guy shoots his buddy in the foot yeah. her
1: um, her power seems to be to hypnotize people into doing what she wants and the trigger for that is to say i heard a rumor
0: right and then some guy gets chucked out of a window yeah
1: this giant blonde kid which we assume is luther
0: i would assume that's luther uh chucks chucks one of the bank robbers out the window uh to the chagrin of everybody in the crowd (laughs) (laughs) um uh let's see then um we see diego bust in and chuck a few knives and make them fly at right angles and hit a guy uh, square, like, on either edge of his uh, pin, chest. Pins into a wall, right? to a wall, pins to right? a wall Yeah, right. pin into to the so wall. So, he's got at least be able to throw knives really, really hard and direct where they go.
1: Yeah. And then we see five. And we see and five. he's teleporting behind, like, to and from, behind the guy, behind the people. You know, or... as,
0: as far as I'm concerned, he literally can bamf. Like, Nightcrawler, bamf. Like, every time he does that, I just see, like, a little smoke cloud behind that says bamf. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point in time, like that's what I see.
1: We're testing my my geek knowledge here because I almost didn't follow that one. Oh
0: well, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm there now. I'm with you. Okay. I got you. Yeah, Nightcrawler. Yeah, X Men. Um, for those who didn't know, X Men. <laughs> yeah, and then um, and then we see Ben's power, which Ben hasn't been.
1: Well, and first they they cut back outside, and you see Sir Reginald and Vanya standing on a roof, um, across the street from the right. bank. And Vanya asks if she can go play with the other kids and Sir Reginald tells her no, Sir Reginald, excuse me, tells her no because you're just not special. Right. And she like just has this horrible downcast look on her face. And we have a 5-year-old and like I can just picture him in that scenario and it just breaks my heart every time I watch that scene. Right. But if then I- then it goes back to inside and there's Still apparently a few robbers in this room. I assume it's like the, the safe vault. room, the vault. the vault. Yeah, yeah, the vault. And then you see little Ben, who is super adorable. And this is the first time we've actually really seen Ben at all. Mm-hmm. And he's asking, like, do I have to? And they say, yes, go in there. So Ben goes in and something crazy happens. Like yeah, something just all, destroys like, uh, these men. Shadow, There's blood shadow everywhere.
0: you can see all of the... Like, tentacles and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Guys slamming against walls. Lots
1: and lots of blood. And he
0: comes out and he's literally covered in blood. Just
1: head to toe. Which, um, my question is, where, like, is, is he a monster? Does he transform into some kind of monster? Right. Does he control the monster? Uh, like, you know, what's happening? And then, you know, also, where is he now? Because Ben clearly wasn't part of the family meeting. And he's, you know, not really there. And you, we do notice when they're looking at some of the family portraits mm-hmm. earlier in the episode... That they go from having seven kids with Sir Reginald to having five kids. And then I don't think there's another portrait of just the four because it seems like everything kind of fell apart when whatever happened to Ben caused them all to leave home. I would agree with that.
0: Because, yeah, yeah. I think think it has six and then it goes to five. Because... mm -hmm. Because Vanya's That's right, not Vanya's a- never in never them. Never in them.
1: Yeah, because she's not actually part of the Umbrella Academy, even though she is one of their siblings, and apparently functions as Sir Reginald's assistant yeah. when they're training.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I have I have the question. How can they see through those masks? Because right? I swear to you, it's like it's just like frosted glass in front of their eyes. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they see through those or anything like that it must I I mean I'm sure it's some sort of two-sided mirror or something like that but it's still it's super milky and opaque and you can't see through it
1: yeah so then we cut back to current day uh, and Klaus is standing near the bar area behind the living room where they had their family meeting and talking to an urn which we assume has Sir Reginald's ashes in it and which also back to Luther on the moon how did he get back from the moon so fast Right. Like, they found out that their father died, and he was just back. Also, how was Sir Reginald cremated that quickly? Like, it was, like, the next day, which I found very interesting. Unless there was a lot of time in between when they all found out and when they all congregated at home for the funeral, which they don't make clear. But anyway, so, Klaus is talking to the urn. Um, He's clearly trying to manifest or communicate with his father and bring him back and um, ask him, you know, what happened? Why did you die? And he is not working. And we do find out a little later that the reason it isn't working is because Klaus is high. His power doesn't work if he's high, um, which apparently throughout his life is why he stayed high, mostly. Right, right. And that's how he became an addict, is to suppress his own powers, mm-hmm. um, which apparently is very effective, given that he can't talk to his father, who just passed away. and He's very angry about it, but at the same time, clearly doesn't want to see or talk to his father or any other spirits or ghosts. Right. So, and then... <clears throat> So after that little scene, he also knocks over the urn, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. I think
0: that happens a little bit later. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Because he asks for he goes back to get a drink, and he knocks the urn over, and he says, like, oh, no, or oh, shit, or yeah. something like that. I can't remember. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> okay, so there will be cussing in this podcast. <laughs> just in case. Fair warning for everybody. Right. Right. The fact that it just happened for the first time now is actually quite shocking for us. <laughs> so then it cuts to Luther and Allison in their bedrooms. Separate bedrooms. Um, And they're clearly untouched. Like, Allison's looking at magazines from the, like, 2000s. Um, Luther is looking at model airplanes that he's bashing his head into as he walks through the room. Like, everything Mm. is untouched from however many years.
0: Right. This is where Allison finds the locket. Yes. That says A plus L. And I would only assume that's Allison plus Luther. Yes. Which, earlier in the episode, I did say that they... Definitely something happened to me. So either they had a vibe or Allison has literally been uh, spurning Luther's advances for decades.
1: <laughs> and then that you see Luther is, so everyone's in their own areas of the house. Luther and Allison are the only ones that are in bedrooms. Um, Vanya is kind of in like the big main entryway. Klaus is in the bar area trying to communicate with dad. Um, oh no, excuse me. Klaus is downstairs in the kitchen now house was downstairs in the kitchen at this point um diego is somewhere else in the house Mm -hmm. and then luther finds an old record it's tiffany and he starts blasting i think we're alone now throughout the whole house and Mm -hmm. it is fantastic it's super 80s and i love it and all of the siblings start dancing in their own rooms all by themselves right and which is extremely there was a a great song choice because one, it's fantastic to dance to because you know it's Tiffany, and also because they're all alone, all of them. They're all by themselves right. in their own thoughts and their own.
0: No dancing prowess between no. any of them. They are all horrible <laughs> dancers.
1: Vanya dances exactly how I imagine Ellen Page dances. <laughs> Just to throw that out there, it is the the quirkiest, jerky, hilarious, like most hilarious dance moves I've ever seen in my life, and I love it.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. All all of, the, I mean, yeah, it, it seems like it's all high school dancing. Like you know, when you're at the high school, you know, and the the music's going, you're like dancing, and I I feel like that's kind of what it's like.
1: Exactly. Well, and then what was also interesting is so it shows single saw, shots of all the siblings pulling their dance moves and everything to the song and then it pulls back and we get a dollhouse view. So it's almost like the house was cut right in half. You can see all of the rooms in the house with all of the siblings dancing. You see mom kind of puttering around in one room by herself and Pogo in the kitchen. another room. Is she, yeah. She's
0: in the, kitchen. Is she in the kitchen. Pogo is downstairs in the in the basement. Yes. But I have no idea what he's doing because I can't tell.
1: Yes, he's just down there. Um, so you see everybody in the house but you see all the siblings are the ones dancing. Um, which also made me kind of wonder since it's a dollhouse shot is that kind of indicative of them being manipulated in some way. Like, there's someone's dolls that they're moving around and manipulating them into some...
0: Man, you're getting really deep on this.
1: (laughs) It was my third watch through. (laughs) And there was lots of caffeine involved.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Um, And then they go... After that song is done, they go...
1: That's when they hear the loud crashing noises outside in the courtyard.
0: No, they do the they do the um, funeral
1: no that comes next because they have they run out there and it's nighttime and that's when five comes back there's this old man in this portal it's this big blue flashing portal and first of all
0: klaus throws and a fire extinguisher through it (laughs) saying that somebody need to do something
1: yes he he first tried to shoot the fire extinguisher at the portal with the old man in it but that didn't work so then he threw it and they all asked him like what what the hell did you do and he said well someone had to do something to which luther responds with everyone get behind me and he's he grabs Allison's hand, and then Diego says, "No, he grabs everyone... hand? Mm-hmm. They're holding hands. No way, they're holding hands." Uh, and then, right after Luther says, "Everyone, get behind me," Diego chimes in with, well, "Yes, right. Everyone, get behind us." And so they're trying to protect each other, right. or not each other. Diego's imitating his brother, trying to be on the same level with him and protect everyone. And um, out of the portal comes five.
0: Well, yeah, he like morphs. He like morphs from like. Of old, old man and then he gets younger and younger and younger and then he sh- spits out and he's 13
1: yeah which we assume was he looks exactly as he did when he disappeared is what we right. are led to believe And he's wearing the old man's suit as well right
0: and klaus is so high that he thinks that he's the only one seeing
1: yeah five. he does ask if, if anyone else sees it mm-hmm. um, and then it cuts to the kitchen where five is making a peanut butter and marshmallow sandwich which is super adorable because Vanya clearly knew what he would want. Um, And they're talking about where he came from. And he's Mm -hmm. trying to explain to them with, I can only assume quantum physics essentially. And all these other theories that I don't understand because I don't do math and science and things like that. Um, But he's trying to explain to them. They don't understand it all. And he said something about, he was very frustrated that he's back in his 13 year old body, not his current old man body. Um, And he's talking about how Dolores was right, which leads to the question, who is Dolores? Who is Dolores? And how does she know what is going on? Um, But that is where Vanya and Five seem pretty close at this point. Um, They're kind of chatting a little bit. And Ben does mention that he read her book and how much he liked it. He found it in a a library that was still standing. Mm
0: -hmm. and um, I thought he was talking about part of the house that was still standing.
1: No, he said library. Oh, he said, okay. I found it in a library that was still standing. And um, he he seemed to approve of the book itself, but they don't go into like what is in the book. Although Diego did say something about Vanya only coming home to get more information for her sequel, more secrets, mm, family mm-hmm. secrets for her sequel. So clearly she talked about... Because he says it
0: after they have a huge fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, he says it after the funeral.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we've got to the funeral. Um, they're all in the... the backyard courtyard area whatever And this is
0: the first time that you see ben well this is the first time you see ben's statue i there don't was... remember if there's a picture that we see first or not i think there's only
1: a... in the portrait he's in the he's in, he in one the of the p- first portraits. portraits okay yeah he's in one so of the first portraits we
0: see him um as a uh, as a statue and then i can't remember what the plaque says oh,
1: it says may the darkness within you find peace in the light Right. So, so it
0: mean, leads me to believe that... Suicide, suicide, accident. He got killed somehow, it seems like.
1: Yeah. And I feel right. like given his reluctance to unleash the beast in the earlier scene, um, maybe it was suicide. He just couldn't deal anymore. But I also kind of wonder, given the fact that like the whole team seems to have completely fallen apart around that same time, maybe it was an accident. They were on some kind of superhero True. team mission. And right. he... Died somehow during that, and they couldn't protect him or save him or whatnot. Right. Um, so that was kind of where I, I I'm really yeah. unclear about whether it was suicide or an accident or yeah natural causes, which I would find very unlikely in this scenario. But right,
0: right. Um, so that's only que- That's the question I always ask myself: is what happened to Ben? Yeah. Like what happened to him? Um, we go through. We go through. Everybody um comes out in the courtyard. Um. And... Everybody wait. Everybody has. Umbrellas, except one of them.
1: Um, five doesn't have an umbrella. He doesn't. He doesn't have an umbrella.
0: Okay, he doesn't have no. an umbrella. No. Um, Klaus
1: has this. They all—they are all—they all have black umbrellas, and Klaus has this clear, pink-rimmed umbrella because no, Klaus. Klaus, and it's fantastic. Yeah. makes me so happy. <laughs> um,
0: and then Pogo goes to say something. And he he gets cut starts
1: off. to give the eulogy, and he talks about how Sir Reginald. In all ways, made him what he is today. Mm. So, kind of clear that he's some kind of experiment, it seems. Yeah, but also, maybe. I find it strange that it's just totally normal. That this giant chimp is giving a eulogy. Like no one, right,
0: right.
1: no one seems confused. Or Well, he's in like three. I mean, he's too. he is. I mean, he's clearly been with their family a long time. But it just you know, no no one seems to think it's a strange thing that this you know right. ape is giving a eulogy. Right. Um, but then. Diego cuts him off and Mm -hmm. starts talking about how horrible their father was. And what he he was a terrible man and he was a terrible father and they all agree.
0: Children and animals. (laughs) I mean, couldn't have been that great.
1: Isn't that our philosophy with raising our child?
0: Only sometimes. (laughs) Only sometimes.
1: And then um, after Diego kind of goes off... They start talking about mom because she seems really confused. Like doesn't really understand what yeah, they're so doing out there. Yeah, so how can mom
0: not know what happened?
1: No, she see, like she seems like just very dazed, and you wonder if she is she drugged. Like what what's going on with her? And Diego clearly takes care of her like the most. Like he's they're clearly very close, and he's very protective of her. Um, he says something about how she just needs to rest and recharge, and then she'll be fine. Um. And then also during the scene, I noticed Diego's scar. He's got this huge scar on the side of his face across his temple, like almost from his right eye, almost back to his ear. Hmm. And I'm really curious where, you know, Diego, master of the knives, got this scar and how that happened. Right, right. Um, And clearly from what he's saying about Sir Reginald, he's got some very unresolved issues with his father um, and how they were raised, and he really doesn't like him. (laughs) He right. talks about how he was just, he was a horrible person and a horrible father, a terrible man, uh, which Luther, who was very, very clearly the daddy's boy in this situation, right. takes great offense to. And they end up having this huge fight. And mm-hmm. during their fight, um, they. Are you know ripping into each other, throwing each other around? Um, Luther gets knocked into Ben's statue, which is knocked over, and the head falls off, which mm-hmm. really upsets all the other siblings who who leave. leave. Um, Alice storms out first, and um, I believe Pogo went as well. Like Pogo just kind of like, rolled his eyes and was like, you know, boys, whatever, right. just like walked off. Um, Klaus and Vanya were still out there. I think five left as well, mm-hmm. but Klaus and Vanya were still out there um, with mom. And then Diego pulls out his knife and goes to throw his knife at Luther, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, given Diego's accuracy and ability to hit whatever he wants to hit is a little terrifying. And Vanya yells out to Diego not to do that because she knows Mm -hmm. he's going to kill their brother. Um, It ends up just grazing Luther's arm, which he freaks out over right and runs away he kind of resembles like a wounded gorilla running away from the fight right he's got like one hand over the arm and like he's like like limping all hunched over and it was very kind of like very sasquatch-esque it was very weird right right
0: and then Vanya tells diego that he's that he just takes it always takes it too far
1: Mm -hmm. and that's when he asks if she has enough material for her next book right um and then klaus stands over the ashes of their father and Puts um, out a cigarette. Puts out a cigarette in the ashes and mm-hmm. says something snarky to Sir Reginald. And
0: right,
1: right. Um and then we get another flashback of the kids when they're young. They're all in this stairwell. And mm-hmm. there seem to be all these like motivational training posters, but they're very clearly like geared toward fighting, not mm-hmm. the ABCs. Well,
0: yeah, like D is for defense. <laughs> yes. Uh, like B is for block. You know, A is for attack, that kind of thing.
1: hmm Um and all of the the Umbrella Academy so the other six children are at the bottom of these like this huge winding staircase um, so Reginald and Vanya are at the very top and she seems to be kind of like his assistant in this training scenario like she's keeping his notes and the timing mm-hmm. and everything um, they seem to have a challenge of who can get to the top of the stairs first
0: right which is
1: which was a very odd bizarre. training <laughs> challenge but then five is using his power to like time warp or time leap or
0: bamf whatever bamf, bamf. sure Thank bamf you.
1: we'll use bamf um, ahead of everybody, which Luther says is unfair and gets really upset about
0: Right. Which I think, I feel like Luther time and time again is just like,
1: meh,
0: he's fair for me ever. Yeah.
1: Meh. And then, so after the training, it cuts to a scene in like their big entryway foyer.
0: Well, before that though, when he bamps and Luther goes off about how it's not fair, uh, Sir Reginald says something to the effect of he adapted and overcame.
1: Yes, he used what he ha- he used his own defenses or used his own abilities to adapt mm-hmm. and overcome. Yeah. like he was very much in favor of what could be considered right. cheating, I suppose. Right, but, right. You know, He's doing what he had to do. Yeah. Um, and then it goes to their... All the kids are in the big foyer, and some dude is tattooing them with the Umbrella Academy logo. Right. And, I mean, who? Who the fuck tattoos a child? Like, aside from the fact that Sir Reginald clearly has no morals and doesn't care about his kids, what tattoo artist did he find to come tattoo these poor kids? I'm pretty sure if you wave enough money in front of somebody... I mean, I suppose. But then, and then poor Vanya. Vanya's left out. Oh. So... I'm like, second fiddle. horrified that they're tattooing just these children. They did right <laughs> I did see you right there. Very, very impressive. Good job. Um, so, you know, I'm horrified that they're tattooing these kids, but then also I feel so bad for Vanya that she didn't get one and she draws one on her arm in marker instead because she doesn't she just, want to be completely she left She desperately
0: out. wants to be part of the team. Yeah. Desperately.
1: Yeah. And then um, in another flash, or continuing the same flashback, I assume it's that same evening maybe um the kids are all asleep in their bedrooms and sir reginald is sitting next to luther and it looks like he's reaching over to like gently stroke his face like a father might to mm-hmm. his sleeping child that he actually cares no, 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 for no, no.
0: he's putting on a brain scanner he's
1: putting on sensors okay on so, his face. did you
0: notice uh, okay he has it on all of them because mm-hmm. there's there's wires that go from all of them yeah but when you when he goes in and he's watching the screens each per each kid is beeping be, mm-hmm. be. When you get to Vanya, it's like, b b b b And, and I, I was like, what
1: the heck? When I thought, when we first thought, I thought that maybe he was using her as like a control because mm-hmm. she's the normal one, but her brain activity is not normal compared to the others. Right. So if that's the control, then something is drastically wrong with the other children. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> but who knows? Right, right,
1: right. And then it, after that little quick scene there, and it's a really quick flash that you see mm-hmm. like the results of this brain scan.
0: maybe 30 seconds yeah
1: then it goes back to the current day and um it's pogo and vanya talking because vanya's getting ready to leave and um pogo is telling her that you know this is always gonna be your home mm-hmm. and because she says I, I shouldn't have come she's i should have stayed away he says no this is your home it's always gonna be your home right and but he's still like acting really suspicious like he's like talking to vanya and he's very clearly very partial to her but he's mm-hmm. also like there's a lot he's not saying. You can totally tell that he's right. not saying a lot. Right. Which is this is also
0: where we find out Luther has a really hairy arm because he starts to change his clothes. Yes, yes. He, so, he shows the, 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 the knife like, wound. Like, super hairy. Got. Like
1: the gorilla that I mentioned before.
0: Right. And it's almost comical how hairy. Like, I think, you know, in the props department, they're like, let's just throw on some hair because he literally has a wisp that's probably like six inches long that's yeah. like just, dangling just sticking out, out of there.
1: the slash in so, his. So, <laughs>
0: I, you know, I think that they were like, Okay, we got a budget of this much. Uh, we need to put a bunch of hair on here, and they just kind of like threw on, you know, some old guy's like toupee or something like
1: that. <laughs> it did look like that, right? Okay, like a comb
0: over toupee. It was insane. Uh,
1: so that's Luther in his room, and as he's in his room, he's watching Diego and Klaus leaving because Diego was going to continue his vigilante work, and Klaus was like, "Great, I'll get my things," and like hops in the car with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, Klaus just really wants waffles. Right. And so they...
0: Um, Wait, but first, we have to go back. Mom uh, oh my sits, God, down, yes. sits down on the chair, like the sitting, like yeah. The sitting chair. Yeah, she's looking
1: at all these paintings in like you know, this really ornate, beautiful chair. And she's looking at what looks like a gallery of fantastic mm-hmm. artwork. And as she's sitting there, she kind of like models her body in the same pose as one of the women in the painting. Where she's kind of leaning back against her chair and she has one arm propped on the arm of the chair. And then... Mom's a robot. Right. We get these. Her Mom's recharging an is yeah. these android robot. Whatever. We don't know that yet. We just know that she's sitting in this chair and these.
0: Well, isn't an android about like being nearly human? Well,
1: I suppose so. So okay, okay so fine. Android. Mom's an android, and <laughs> we, we get like the, this. Um, I don't know, wire or something. Something clips into her ear. Comes yeah, it comes out from the chair itself. So clearly, her it was some kind of triggering mechanism for how she sat down or something and she's just staring at these paintings and apparently being recharged through something or or yeah or uploaded to something and no one knows yeah and there's no more no more about that at this point it flashes Mm -hmm. to um gritty's donuts (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, I love this scene. Like
1: It was a fantastic it's,
0: scene. It's just the starting of the scene where you look in and you've got the... It just really was a, really pleasing to me. Like, the lights were all really symmetrical. Like, where the door came in, everything, like angled away from it mm-hmm. and, and
1: it's night and this place looks really sketchy right like it, looks, it looks like i would never go to that donut place oh, it's so scary i would try it totally <laughs> super sketchy donut place but it's pretty big it looks like almost like the size of like a waffle house or something that mm-hmm. is gritty's donuts instead no. and five goes in there and sits at the counter um and then some trucker comes in behind him and sits right next to him which i thought was super weird like As a single dude, why would you walk into a a clearly He was already there, wasn't he? No, no, he followed Five in. He came in just after Five. Oh. Five was already sitting at the counter, and he sat kind of on the corner of the counter, and then this trucker, like right after him, like comes in and sits right next to him. And that just struck me as so weird. Like it's this this teenage kid, why would you sit right next to him? But he does. And then this waitress comes out, and it's really clear that she thinks they're together, because mm-hmm. um, she's asking the trucker what he wants, and he tells her, you know, he wants an eclair. And she says, okay, can I get the kid some milk? And the trucker like looks super confused, like, why are you asking what this kid wants? Mm-hmm. It's not my kid. Yeah. Um, doesn't say anything, and then Five says, <laughs> because Five's amazing, he says the kid will take some coffee, in black. And the whole reason he's at Gritty's was because he couldn't find any decent coffee anywhere in the mansion well, so because
0: hargreaves didn't believe in caffeine
1: yeah hargreaves didn't believe in caffeine it was a weakness mm-hmm. so um five had to go find some coffee for himself at yeah. gritty's donuts and he starts talking to the, the waitress goes off and brings him the eclair and the coffee and she bustles off somewhere and five starts talking to the trucker about um, um
0: if he knew his routes
1: if he knows his routes and how gritty's it looks like it's Totally gone downhill, and it looks like shit mm-hmm. now. And and um, how he used to sneak out with his brothers and sisters when he was a kid. And the trucker just looks super confused. Right. And then they start asking about his routes and how long he's been and if a he truck had, driver. And if he had an address. Mm-hmm. He said. He said, "I need an address from you." And that was that was it for that scene. You see the trucker leaving. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you see is, um, did, I think the lights went out.
0: The lights started flickering. The lights
1: started flickering, and then you get like this SWAT team looking bunch of guys coming in, surrounding five. Mm-hmm. Which then it starts playing, Constantinople.
0: Oh yeah, super bizarre song was, choice.
1: But it was a fantastic. It was so oh, good because it, it was like like jaunty and like really upbeat. Yeah, and this Four, is where you find that five is a complete badass. Oh yeah, he takes out this entire team of swat guys with very large guns. I don't know the proper term for them because I don't know anything about guns. But they have right. very big guns that I would assume would be terrifying to most people. Right. And he just massacres them and he uses power you know he's doing the bamfing all over the place and just takes them all out and the poor waitress is like hiding cowering somewhere else
0: right <laughs> well you don't find out she, she's behind the she's behind the uh counter we don't find out until after five has cut open his arm and pulled out a little yes, tiny he pulled device the track. and
1: he even said something to the the guys about how it took them uh, it didn't take them as long to find him as they thought that it was, it was going to. Mm-hmm. And then he massacres them. And then he rips this tracker out. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of all of that scene. Yeah, he drops
0: it next to a, a um, grate that goes down to the sewer. The sewer as he's walking out. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's right. And that's
0: the end of that scene.
1: Yeah. And then it switches. And then it's kind of like you, like, as he walks away, you can see Gritty's donuts and, like, the sign's still flashing. And, like, it's...
0: Yeah, which is kind of, it's kind of cool, too, because... Um, you know, when as he's walking away, you like go back in, and you see the waitress kind of come up, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of funny because they must have needed a lot, enough light in that scene or something like that. But the first the the first row and the last row of lights is off, but all the okay. the middle the middle lights are flickering, <laughs> so it's kind of funny that way.
1: That poor waitress you yeah. had no idea what was happening. Right, still <laughs> so confused. Right, right. Um, and then it cuts to. Diego and Klaus, and Mm -hmm. they've got the car parked at, like, a marina or some docks or something like that. And Klaus is still in the car, and Diego's out. And then um, he's, you know, talking to himself a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Diego has to Reginald's monocle.
0: What the hell?
1: Right? And then he drops it in the water.
0: So now I feel like I'm never going to know
1: what the monocle is. Right? So, like, so already Diego was acting really suspicious. Now he's got this monocle that Luther was super upset about Mm -hmm. and felt like the monocle was proof that so reginald had been murdered and diego's the one that has it all along right and he drops in the water so now we're never gonna find it or know what happened with that or what right. is going on with the monocle yeah.
0: and then the last thing is you see a hooded figure mm-hmm. in the car
1: yeah there's a hooded figure in the car with klaus and he's talking to him yeah and about they're t- getting waffles about getting waffles but he doesn't speak to klaus klaus mm-hmm. is talking to him um and they're so you know is it is it a ghost? Is it a hallucination? Um, we do find out it's Ben. There is a little subtext at the bottom that says that it's Ben, number six, deceased. Oh, it pops up just before the scene ends. But but he still doesn't talk at all. And Klaus is saying, you know, like you want to eat waffles, and he's kind of like, nods like very morosely. Um, so you don't know if he can talk at this right. point, or if he's just there with Klaus. And then Diego is back in the car, and no Ben. It's just Klaus in the car.
0: Right, and and. Uh... Diego looks in the back mirror, and Klaus is clearly talking to someone, but there's no one there.
1: Yeah. Which, no one seems concerned about when Klaus does this. Right. And I assume because they all grew up with him and they know what his powers are, they just kind of roll with it. Mm -hmm. And go from there. Right. And then the next scene we come to, which is actually the final scene in this episode... Um, which every, almost every scene for the last like half hour of the episode, I'm like, okay, that's, that's where they're going to stop it. That's the end of this episode Mm -hmm. because like the perfect stopping spot and they just keep going because it's a fantastic story and they just keep going with it. Um, but it's, um, Vanya going back into her house and she opens the door and five is there and flicks the light on like as she's closed the door and scares the crap out of her. And she, one of my favorite lines is she asks how he got in there and he, um, he says through the window. Or, you no, know, you should lock your windows, is what he says. And mm-hmm. she, was, she says, I'm on the second floor. And he goes, Rapist can climb, Vanya. And that right. was it. Right. <laughs> he well, was just then, like completely and, serious. Yeah. And
0: then he tells her that the end of the world is happening in how many ever days? Eight days. Eight days. Yes. And he
1: apparently had jumped into the future and just continued going and he got stuck. And when his final jump was just after the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. which, And he tells Vanya it's going to be in eight days. Right. And that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. There's no more to episode one. She says so.
0: she, she's going to put on a pot of a, put a, put a coffee.
1: Yes. Yeah. She uh, she's going to go get some coffee. Uh, and that's the end of episode one.
0: And that was the end of the episode. Uh, we were absolutely hooked.
1: We were completely hooked. I, I am not a person that can just sit and watch TV. I always have a book or my phone or knitting or something. I didn't watch or look at anything else when we were watching this episode and the next episode, because we watched, I think, three or four the first right. time we, we saw this show. Right. We just couldn't stop. Right. It was it totally hooked us in. And again, all questions. There no are no answers. answers. It's
0: literally an episode of setup, but it's literally, it's literally like the gateway into everything else this has to offer. And, you know, watching the whole thing, this is like the third time we'll be watching it all the way through. I still have questions. I, I and still I, have I, questions. I know what the story is, I but know, I still don't know I know there's things. plenty
1: of stuff that we missed in this episode, too, because it, it, the Umbrella Academy clearly has gone super deep into, uh, like, Easter eggs and mm-hmm. little little other side scenarios and things like that that we haven't even touched on Um and I'm sure many of you, if anyone's actually listening to this, has seen those or noticed them. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, I at least start watching this. And I always go into it since the first time we watched it, planning to find all these little Easter eggs and little things I missed before, all these little details. And then I just get sucked into the story and forget to watch for anything else because <laughs> right. I love it so much. Right, right,
0: right. So that kind of leads us into our, our last uh, part, Um if you guys like what you heard, um, any, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, please, uh, like, and subscribe. And, uh, if you have any theories, questions, comments for our first podcast ever, uh, we'll leave an email address in the comments below.
1: Yes, please. Because we, while we did start this because quarantine is boring and we talk about umbrella Academy a lot, we, we would like to actually have some listeners. So,
0: so yeah, so. please.
1: If you're listening, tell your friends about us. Contact us. We are really hoping to get some fan questions or theories or anything that we can talk about on subsequent episodes later on.
0: Right. And uh, like our favorite character, Klaus, would have, goodbye.